It's Fish Fridays. Ah, welcome to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight, and today is the first episode of our special brand new Lent mini-series that's going to be running every Friday throughout the Lenten season. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. Normally, I talk about the stuff that I am studying in grad school, but we're doing something a little bit different here for Lent of doing both. <laughs> so if you're interested in hearing about what I am studying in school right now, I encourage you to come on back uh, tomorrow. Actually, just come right on back tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning to be able to hear more about what I am studying in grad school as I work on local church ministry class. But for the next several weeks, actually seven episodes total, we're going to be doing this series diving into what it is to observe Lent. Today's episode is called What is Lent? But really, the entire series is focused around exploring this topic of Lent. What is this thing? Maybe you've been a Christian for a while. And uh, depending on your church denomination, maybe you've heard of Lent. It's like this Catholic church thing, right? What is this? Or maybe you're a brand new Christian and it's that time of the year where this is buzzing around. Actually, it's been going for a few days now as we are uh, have officially kicked off the Lenten season this past Wednesday. What is this? So we're going to talk about that. If you're curious to know what else we're going to be talking about over the next several episodes, go on over to the My Seminary Life Facebook or Instagram page at My Seminary Life Pod. I have posted a list of episodes. So that way it kind of gives you an idea of what we're going to so you know what we're going to be talking about. There is a general flow to what how this series is going to work today. It's going to be a very introductory, very historical style conversation. Uh, the next two weeks, we're going to talk about preparing and also what it means like biblically to fast. Got a fun little episode coming up on St. Patrick. Got some guests. It's, it's going to be a good time. Every series on My Seminary Life is a good time for anyone brand new to the show. Every series is a good time. Everything is awesome around here. Not really, but <laughs> we try to keep things light and exciting. And I would like to also thank, before we get into the topic, I'd like to thank everybody who voted for this. Right around the end of 2022, start of 2023, I posted online a couple, posted on Facebook and Instagram, a couple of ideas I was kicking around for like a holiday seasonal special. If you've been around the show very long, you know, we have a, a yearly holiday party in December. There's going to be an official Halloween Reformation Day episode coming this October. But I was thinking like, okay, Lent, uh, Advent, and I, I kicked some ideas around and it was an overwhelming response of, yes, please give us Fish Fridays. Is it possibly because the name is great? Yes. Is it also possible that I ripped this off from French Fridays over on the Holy Post? Maybe, but that's for me to know and you to find out. So, what is Lent? Let's get so let's get started on this. What is Lent? So, actually, let's just start here 
most Christian denominations observe some form of Lent. They do. It is it is known as a Catholic holiday, a Catholic observance. But uh, whether you are Catholic, Anglican, part of a high liturgical style church, like a very liturgical Lutheran or Presbyterian church, uh, if you are Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, any of the Eastern Orthodox churches, you have some type of Lenten observances in your calendar. This is part of the church calendar. If you observe the church calendar, Lent is going to come up. So in actuality, even though it Lent has always been seen and portrayed as like that Catholic thing, it's really just those who attend more of the low church, non-liturgical congregations like Baptists, Pentecostals, uh, those in non-denominational churches where you have the freedom to borrow from everybody. Those are the Christians. You are, you, I say the minority, even though non-denominational churches and Baptist churches do make up quite a bit of American Christianity. The overwhelming majority of Christian by denominations observes Lent. Over the next few weeks, we are going to be focusing a little bit more on the Catholic perspective when it comes to Lent. Uh, one of the episodes coming up here in the future, we're going to have our good, our close personal friend, Pastor Will Rose, of course, back on the show to talk about more of the Lutheran perspective. We're not going to get too much into the Orthodox perspective this year. If if Fish Fridays gets renewed for a second season, I think I have some connections that we can leverage to bring someone on here to give us a better idea of how Lent works in the Orthodox Church. By the way, keep track of how many times I say Lent in this episode. You will win a prize. My my uh, a pat on the back from me virtually because why are you doing this? Anyway... We're not going to be spending too much time on the Orthodox perspective on Lent. Um, but if you all enjoy this and wanted to run it back next year, I'll pull some strings and we'll get that perspective better represented next year. But again, we're going to be looking more on the Catholic side, a little bit more on the Lutheran side. If you do enjoy this series as a whole, make sure you are commenting on the episodes, sharing them around and letting me know. You can always contact the show at emailseminarylife at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought of this series overall. You can let me know that for any series. Um, but if you're here for the Lent and you would like to run it back next year, because I do have ideas for how we could potentially do this, make this a yearly tradition, let me know. I can flex my creativity more then. So Lent is a practice that is not just a Catholic church thing. It is truly a liturgical church. Those who observe the church calendar, this is a part of their rhythm of worship. It is, getting a little bit more technical, a period of fasting that starts on Ash Wednesday and runs all the way till Good Friday 
in preparation for Easter. Okay. So starts on a Wednesday, ends on a Friday. It is 46 days long. And then the rules get a little complicated. Um, so in some traditions, you do not have to fast on Sundays because that is the Lord's Day. Jesus rose from the grave on that day. So Sundays are a day to celebrate. You do not have to fast on those days. You have to, in the Catholic Church, at least observe a, uh, a traditional fast, no food, limited liquids. On at least Ash Wednesday, I think it's also on Good Friday as well, you have to go red meatless uh, meatless on Fridays. That's how we eventually get around to the tradition of being able to eat meat or eat fish, excuse me, on Fridays. And you have the uh, introduction of fish fries at churches and clubs, um, you know, like Slovak clubs, elk clubs. Uh, Knights of Columbus, things like that. Um, that's how you get this tradition going on Fridays of eating fish, which means that actually the most appropriate time to listen to these episodes of Fish Fridays is to listen to them on your way to a fish fry or to go get a fish fillet of fish at McDonald's or something. Like, get some Long John Silvers and listen to this on your drive over there. Anyway, so. So it's a, a 40 day period of fast, 46 day period of fasting, but you can skip Sundays. So it's like 40 days. Um, then you have to do a true fast on Ash Wednesday and I think also Good Friday. And also you go meatless on Fridays, but you can eat fish. It's a lot of rules uh, for the people who give up alcohol. You get a pass on St. Patrick's Day. We'll talk more about that when we get to the St. Patrick's Day episode. So it's it's a lot of rules. So generally speaking, in all of the varying traditions... It is simply most the average Christian gives up something from Ash Wednesday to Good Friday to fast from. That is th what the average Christian, the average observer of Lent, you know, there's all these very intricate rules. If you want to get more into that, by all means, actually, one thing that I do know about the Orthodox Church is that the dates of Lent is a little bit different and the eating restrictions are more severe and expected, expected to be observed. So that is at least something I know a little bit about the Orthodox Church's perspective on these things. Um, but for the average Christian, the average person um, observing Lent, from Ash Wednesday to Good Friday, you are fasting from something. Traditionally, you are fasting from good, pleasurable things that maybe have become an idol in your life. The very traditional ones being sweets, uh, red meat, fatty meats, or alcohol. Sweets, meat, alcohol. Those are the more traditional things that people end up fasting from. When we get to the biblical view of fasting episode, we're going to get a we're going we're going to get more in depth on what it means to fast and talk more about what are things that people give up at Lent. But speaking generally very broadly, 
anything that has become an idol in your life a good thing, a thing that most people would say is a perfectly fine thing. Again, no knock against sweets. We like sweets. We're going to talk about one of the greatest forms of sweets next week in the preparation for Lent episode, Poonchkis. And so sweets are great, but the point of this time period is to prepare you for Easter, to prepare you for the celebration of Easter. And in order to do that, one of the ways is by fasting to get your eyes and affections off of temporal things that maybe fill you for a moment and onto the pleasures that you have when you experience and live a life with Jesus. Okay. So along with fasting, in the Catholic tradition, there are two other important observances that take place during this period of time. Fasting is like the the one thing that everyone does. The other thing is prayer. Prayer is a big part of Lent in the Catholic Church as well, uh, because as you go through those hunger pains, whether literal hunger pains because you are giving up food for a period of time or more existential hunger pains because you decided to give up social media for Lent and it's just tearing at you to get some hot tea from Facebook doom scrolling. Whether Whichever one it is, it is that motivation of those hunger pains to drive you to prayer, to turn your attention over to God. Again, when we get to the fasting episode, we're going to talk a lot about how fasting pairs well with um, other spiritual disciplines, prayer being one of the big ones. So we fast, we pray. And the other part, which I think often gets overlooked, this is probably the third part that gets most overlooked in the traditions of the Catholic Church, is that during Lent, there's an emphasis on almsgiving. So, and this is defined very broadly as both monetarily and with your time, okay? Not just like you're pouring out money everywhere, but you're using your resources, whether it's time, money, you know, stuff that you have, but you're not devoting it towards the church. You are, the emphasis, the direction is towards the less fortunate the needy. So there is actually a very, I don't want to say social justice, not because that's like a bad word or anything, but I don't want to use words that maybe the fathers of the church just wouldn't have because that wasn't like a mindset, but there is a, a, a justice like element towards Lent of there is a service element. It's not just you and your relationship with God during the Lent season. There is an emphasis on getting your eyes. It's really getting your eyes off of yourself and onto God and onto others through fasting, prayer, and then through acts of service, almsgiving, taking care of the poor and the needy, the widowed and the orphaned. So that is what Lent is. Let me let me summarize this. Let me let me bring this back down because that was a lot of words. Lent is a season 
from Ash Wednesday to Good Friday, where Christians choose to fast from good things, pleasurable things, to turn their affections towards prayer in their hunger pains, and to look beyond themselves and to serve others through almsgiving in preparation for Easter. Excuse me. So that is what Lent is. Now, the big question then at this point is, how did we get here? (coughs) How did we get here? How did we get to this part? Because there are some people, there are people out there like this. And if you're a Christian listening to this, here's your explanation. There are Christians out there whose immediate response to that is, yes, well, that is all fine and dandy, but that's not in the Bible, so why should I bother? There are people out there who, if it's not in the Bible very explicitly, then why bother doing this? And I will say this, if you're from a very liturgical environment who's very, very much into the church calendar, like Pastor Will's church, for example, then you're going to do it. Like, that's... That's just part of your rhythm of worship. If you're listening to this and you've never practiced Lent before, but you want to give it a try, but you're like, I don't know, is this a biblical concept or not? Am I, am I, is this a good thing or not? It, it, it doesn't, it is not commanded in the Bible. This is a spiritual discipline. This is an entire season of spiritual disciplines where we practice things like prayer and scripture reading, fellowship, taking of communion, where those are like normal things that happen on a regular basis for the average Christian. Uh, This is a very specific time where we're going to dig into a few very specific things for a, a period of time. No one is asking you to give up this thing for forever. As soon as Lent is over, you can go back to playing your video games or drinking your Dr. Pepper or eating cake. Actually, there's a whole day devoted to indulging in those things before Lent. More on that next week. But nobody is asking you to actually give up anything permanently. This is a time for... This is a specific season to practice specific disciplines for a specific purpose. Is this in the Bible? No. The inspiration for it does come from Scripture, however, because scholars aren't 100% like, and this is when it started, but going all the way back to even the apostolic era, so we're talking OG church, all right? Like Book of Acts church. It seems that there were... Christians in the early church who observed some form of fasting for a 40-day period of time, just as Jesus did. They saw the temptation in the wilderness, the 40 days of fasting, followed by the temptation in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4, as inspiration for a discipline that they wanted to observe in their own lives. So that's where this concept initially gets introduced vaguely. I don't have any dates. I don't have any names. This is kind of like vague scholarly research. It wasn't canonized into practice until 
you guessed it, the first Council of Nicaea, because that's when we, you know, made a lot of things canon then. Initially, this period of time was brought into was shifted more into preparation for Easter for two specific groups of people. The first one were people who were getting ready for their baptism, if I remember correctly. It was to get prepared for their first baptism. And also, it was a period of time for people who had been excommunicated from the church who wanted to pay penance and in order to be brought back into the church before Easter. And one of the practices specifically for those people who were paying penance penance was sackcloth and you guessed it, ashes. And this is what what Lent was like for several hundred years until eventually it, both practices, both groups kind of got uh, meshed together. And now everybody is welcomed to partake in this season, and everyone is expected to get ashes. That's what Ash Wednesday is. It is a service that is designed for a visible reminder of a call for repentance. Again, none of these things save you. None of these things are necessarily prescribed in scripture you're not going to find paul writing about these things but these are symbolic gestures that the church has brought into their practices to remind the congregation for repentance as we head into easter and this time of fasting we're coming up here on the end of our time so i will start wrapping things up a bit So Lent is, what is Lent? Lent is a period of time before Easter, roughly 46 days of before Easter, of preparation for this victorious day when Christians choose to fast from good, pleasurable things, to pray, to serve others, others through almsgiving and to repent. This is not prescribed in scripture. This is a practice that the the apostolic church and the early church fathers have brought into our rhythms of worship that many congregations observe every year, not just Catholic churches. And I am here to invite you to partake in this as well with me. I have been observing Lent as part of my rhythms of worship and spiritual disciplines since my days in college, so it's been like about 10 years by this point. Um, I have seen a lot of spiritual growth take place through this period of time in my life. My wife, who when we started dating, she brought this into her life as well. She has seen growth in her life. If you talk to people who take this time very seriously, you will hear testimonies of how God has moved in this time. So I know it's been a couple days now, 
Lent has already started and we're going to talk about fasting in like two more weeks. And it's there. We're rolling out the information week by week. But I invite you right now. Just jump in. If you know of something that has become an idol in your life, I invite you to choose to give that up for the rest of this season. You know, this is uh, Pastor Will said this on an episode recently. You might be flying the plane while building it as we are talking this out the next few weeks, but I encourage you if this, if you've been on the fence about this, let this episode be the inspiration to get you into this season. Let's fast, let's pray, let's serve others, and let's repent as we get ready for a glorious day. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, Again, thank you for listening. If you are new to the show, please come back. I'd love if you would come back. I would love if every one of you would come back, but please come back next week for more Fish Fridays. And again, if you're interested in what's going on on the main continuity, the main canon of the show, that's on every Saturday morning. It's kind of a back-to-back schedule right now for the next few weeks. It'll be fine. Actually, there was three episodes this week, and there's going to be another one one or two weeks in March where there's going to be three episodes. I am really looking forward to June when everything's going to start slowing down. Anyway, uh, please feel free to rate and review the show wherever you are listening and share this episode around with a friend with friends that you think could uh, get some encouragement out of it. I've already plugged all the other important stuff, but if you're interested in finding links to the website, the shop, which hopefully I'm recording this a few days early, but hopefully uh, in the next couple days, there's going to be some Fish Friday merch hitting the shop as well. So check out the shop. If you don't need a new hat or pint glass or coffee mug or whatever, then um, there is a link for a GoFundMe in the description as well. I've got a, I'm going to be speaking at the Every Tribe Denomination and Tongue Conference in May, and I need some help to get there financially. So if you're not in need of something with a logo on it, but you want to help financially support the show, please think about that giving towards the GoFundMe. The best way to financially support the show, the easiest way, I should say, to financially support the show is just to listen to it at this point because ads. Anyway, I think that's it for today's episode. Typically, for all you uh, week-by-week listeners, you know I end every episode by saying theology is for everyone, so keep on studying, which is a great ending, but I kind of wanted to do something different for Fish Fridays. I'm still working it out. And if you're an OG listener, you know, like the first dozen episodes, I tried out a handful of different catchphrases at the end of the episode. Actually, for a while, I was just stealing other people's because I I wanted something. So uh, for this week, we'll see if it sticks. But for this week, I'm Brandon Knight, and I'm here to remind you that this episode is best served I botched it and I'm not going to edit it. I'm Brandon and I'm here to remind you that theology is best served with a side of coleslaw. See you next time.